Hello and welcome to this Endo Life episode 106. I'm Jessica Duffin. I'm an endo warrior, an endo health coach, and this podcast is all about living and thriving with endometriosis. The information shared in this podcast shouldn't be used to replace your current medical treatment and is here for educational purposes only. As always, I want to thank our first sponsor today, BU. These guys are the makers of the incredible period patches that I love and also a beautiful organic CBD range, menstrual cup and chafing cream. And they really are one of the pioneers of natural and really quite revolutionary period care, in my opinion. I have seen these period patches change people's experience of their periods so dramatically and their experience of endometriosis so dramatically. And they are really one of the first things that I recommend to my clients if my clients are going through a flare-up or it's taken a while for their symptoms to calm down and for us to implement changes. I still want to provide my clients with something that's going to provide relief, you know, in that current moment. And I always recommend BU period patches because I just believe in them so much and they have helped me so much and they're natural. And it's just when you are so commonly faced with all of these different drugs that can have side effects, um, they have their place, but sometimes you just want a more uh, side effect free option. So um, I absolutely love these patches. They've been helping me through a interstitial cystitis flare up that I've been going through recently. You can find out all about that on Instagram. Um, and if you want to try the BU patches for yourself, you can just head to the link in my show notes or go straight to their website, which is buonline.co.uk. So that's B E Y O U online.co.uk. If you are in the US or in Canada, you can actually also order your BU patches from Cult Beauty and they will ship to the US or to Canada. So that's cultbeauty.co.uk. Let me know how you get on with them. Okay, so this episode is another one of those, um, I mean, they're not quick episodes, but they're shorter, um, kind of bite-sized episodes to help you put in place some really tangible actions. And I've had some really nice feedback about the past couple of ones. Um, I was actually speaking to a girl yesterday who said that the tips to help reduce pain in the lead up to her period that just was a game changer for her and it helps so much. So um, I hope that more of you are experiencing the same. So today I wanted to talk about foods to alleviate or help to alleviate PMS. And I chose this one because I see PMS being quite a problem with my clients and it's not so much like terrible PMS it might be like one or two symptoms that they really struggle with like their luteal phase they are really anxious and have really sore boobs those are two really common ones I come up against or they might have premenstrual cramping they might have bloating they might feel depressed so it's not necessarily that they have all of the PMS symptoms but they have some that are really bothering them and that will normally alleviate once we've put in different practices. So I am sure there are many of you out there who also suffer from PMS symptoms with your endometriosis. And this is, you know, fairly common and expected really because PMS in the simplest terms, and I mean, my episodes, I would say with Nicole Jardim and 
the recent episode on heavy bleeding talks about hormonal imbalances, but hormonal imbalances are really behind PMS, particularly estrogen dominance, but also low progesterone can be an issue as well. Um, So I'm not going to go into the science behind that too much, but what I will say is that I often see estrogen dominance with my endometriosis clients. And that occurs when the ratio of estrogen to progesterone is out of balance and there is a higher level of estrogen or perhaps there's a lower level of progesterone. And this can happen for a couple of reasons. Stress is a really common one, imbalanced blood sugar or exposure to xenoestrogens from chemicals and toxins and pesticides in our food and also kind of an inflammatory diet that doesn't have many fruits and vegetables and fiber in to help clear the estrogen. And of course, with endometriosis, we know that endometriosis, the lesions are excreting estrogen into the area. So obviously, eventually that will get picked up by the body um, and taken through the bloodstream. So that will also affect our estrogen levels as well. So I thought I'd give you some tangible tips today. I've got seven, seven foods or food groups um, that you can add in to your luteal phase. I would say kind of as soon as you feel you've ovulated and I would really track this um, with like Elisa Flow's My Flow app or use the fertility awareness method. You could go to Lisa Hendrickson Jack to learn more about the fertility awareness method, but I would say those would be two options for really understanding where you are on your cycle. But when you enter your luteal phase, adding in these foods could be really helpful. And honestly, you could add them in during ovulation, really, as well. There's, I mean, they're all healthy foods. There's no, you can have them all, all month long. But um, if you were specifically focusing on increasing your amount, then kind of ovulation onwards would be a good time. And you will start to see some crossover with these episodes because the foods that are good for our hormones are good for our hormones um, and they're relevant all month long. But because most of the hormonal problems come down to estrogen dominance or low progesterone, then we're kind of tackling with painful periods and PMS in the same way. So you'll recognize some of these foods. So number one is leafy greens. And the reason why I'm choosing leafy greens is because they're rich in magnesium and magnesium helps us with clearing excess estrogen. And we know that excess estrogen or estrogen dominance is responsible for a lot of our PMS symptoms. So magnesium supports the liver to clear any estrogen that needs to go. It also helps with bloating. So if you suffer with a lot of bloating, then magnesium would be a really um, supportive nutrient for you. It helps with hormonal production overall. And in this phase, we really want to make sure we have sufficient progesterone. Progesterone is a mood soother. Um, when your estrogen dips, so estrogen helps to support healthy serotonin levels and dopamine levels. So estrogen is going to really make you feel good, make you feel social. It's going to make you feel energetic, um, especially because during your follicular phase before ovulation, you've got a rise in testosterone and estrogen. So you have more energy, confidence, you feel good. Then your estrogen levels lower 
in your um, in your luteal phase and progesterone takes over and progesterone is a mood soother so if it's not high enough you are going to feel quite a plummet mood wise um, and you might feel quite anxious or depressed and magnesium not only helps to support progesterone production but it also um, helps with alleviating anxiety and it calms mood it also helps to um, balance blood sugar and we know how important that is in having balanced hormones so we want leafy greens for magnesium but we also want them because they have a high level of potassium and again potassium helps with bloating so if you get if you tend to get bloated in this phase of your cycle then leafy greens are a really great one for you and finally leafy greens contain calcium which actually really helps to lower pms it's been shown in research and there are so many other benefits of leafy greens but um for the purposes of this episode, I kind of wanted to highlight those three nutrients. And I've mentioned this before, but you know, the ways that you can add in leafy greens would be to add them into your smoothies. So maybe you could add some spinach in your smoothies. Maybe you could have some kale with dinner. Maybe you can have a really leafy green salad at lunch. So try to get in a serving of leafy greens with each meal. That would be the ideal scenario. Number two is nuts and seeds, particularly pumpkin, sunflower and sesame, probably in the form of tahini because um, sesame seeds are quite hard to chew so that we don't really digest them very well. And nuts and seeds are a source of healthy fats so they're going to keep your blood sugar level stable and if you want to learn more about blood sugar balance and why that is so really foundational for having healthy levels of hormones and lower inflammation levels then have a listen to my episode on blood sugar balance in breakfast and my interviews with Nicole Chardim and Megan Hallett I'll put the links to those in the show notes and nuts and seeds contain especially the pumpkin sunflower and tahini they contain a lot of nutrients and vitamins to help support healthy hormone levels, especially progesterone, such as zinc. So zinc plays a really crucial role in keeping your progesterone levels stable and not too low. And also they contain vitamin E and vitamin E has been shown to help with PMS. And in fact, I think a lot of you probably take some form of vitamin E supplements. I tend to meet a lot of, um, clients or potential clients who are taking some form of vitamin E. And actually not only can it help with PMS, but it can actually help with period pain as well. So that's obviously a bonus. And you can add nuts and seeds in by having like two tablespoons with, you know, as a snack, so maybe a trail mix um, or two tablespoons in your breakfast, maybe in your smoothie or on your overnight oats, maybe some nut butter or a sprinkle of seeds. Really, I find like nuts and seeds can go with pretty much anything. You can put them in salads, you can sprinkle them on soups, um, you can put nut butter in your smoothies, you can put nut butter in your lattes. There's so much you can do with them. So definitely get creative. But my favorite ways really is I put a tablespoon in my smoothie and then I sprinkle a tablespoon on top. And when you're thinking about blood sugar balance, you want to have two tablespoons of fat roughly with each meal and that will help to keep your blood sugar levels balanced. Just a reminder that this episode is sponsored by BU. 
These natural patches last for 12 hours, so they bring prolonged relief and can begin working on relaxing your muscles before the pain kicks in. So you're prepared even if your period comes during the middle of the day. So if you know you're due on, you might want to start wearing your period patch 24 hours beforehand just so that your muscles begin to relax and you're less likely to have really bad cramps. To find out more about BU, you can just head to the link in my show notes or go to www.buonline.co.uk. This episode is also sponsored by my free endometriosis symptom tracker. If you kind of feel a bit overwhelmed by your pain and your symptoms and you really just don't know where to start with managing them, then tracking your symptoms over a couple of months or even just a month to see what your triggers might be could be really helpful. I've put together a free download that helps you track your pain, your mood, your brain fog, uh, your bloating, where you are in your cycle, your eating habits, your stress levels, so many different things um, in a really simple and effective way. If you'd like to try it out, um, obviously it's free, just head to the show notes, follow the link and you can get your own copy. So number three is protein for B6. So protein sources that have good levels of B6 would be um, organic grass-fed beef, um, organic pasture-raised turkey and chicken, fish and lentils and chickpeas. And lentils and chickpeas are full of B vitamins. And we know that B vitamins are really helpful for healthy hormones. But B6 also helps to keep blood sugar levels stable. Again, that blood sugar coming back up. And B6 has been shown to relieve PMS and depressive symptoms. B6 also plays a really important role in helping to detoxify estrogen, so therefore can help us with estrogen dominance. And it can also help with healthy progesterone levels too. And ways you could add in protein and B6 sources could be something like a chickpea curry for dinner maybe, and maybe you can have a portion of animal protein at lunch or maybe a lentil salad at lunch. Obviously, it totally depends on you know, your values and whether you eat meat and what's available to you, but there's quite a few different sources there that you can try. Number four is root vegetables. And again, root vegetables have a really great level of B vitamins um, and we know all the benefits of those. Root vegetables also contain high levels of vitamin C and vitamin C has been shown to increase progesterone levels. So that's great. Um, And they also have a good level of calcium and magnesium. And as I mentioned before, those are really helpful for PMS, progesterone formation and estrogen clearance. They also really help if you struggle with your moods at this time. If you find yourself a bit low because of your PMS, root vet carbs are soothers, they're calming, um, they're very satisfying. And so they can help firstly reduce any cravings you might have to sort of like go for something sugary to boost your mood uh, because they have naturally occurring sugars in. But additionally, they're going to help to keep your mood level stable and also keep your energy level stable if you're experiencing low energy due to your drop in hormones um, or your PMS or just having kind of too low hormones at this time because your hormones are out of balance. Now, I just kind of want to caveat that with root veggies are, they have naturally occurring levels of sugar, which is fine. Um, And they're so nutritious. So I'm not saying don't eat them, but 
I notice if I eat like kind of too much that my pain tends to be worse when my period arrives. So I have to kind of keep them to smaller portions and that's what works for me. So I keep them in, but I just have them in smaller portions. Some options would be a salad with squash and beetroot um, or maybe sweet potato and beetroot. I actually steam sweet potato and squash and I chop up raw, uh, well not raw, like pre-cooked beetroot and I put that in my smoothies. I don't put them all in kind of one go um, because it might be a a lot of sugar but um, I will sort of focus on like for example today I had squash in my smoothies, uh, in my smoothie and then I had beetroot at lunch. Number five is peppers and other vitamin C rich foods like berries and broccoli As I mentioned, vitamin C helps to produce adequate levels of progesterone. Um, It actually increases them. And so anxiety, PMS, migraines can really be associated back to low progesterone. Um, Or even short cycles can be associated back to low progesterone. So if you notice any of these symptoms, then vitamin C is going to be really helpful for you. So kind of building on from number three, protein for B6, you could do something like a lentil salad with peppers and broccoli, or, you know, a chickpea curry with broccoli in it, or a salad scattered with blackberry as well, blackberry smoothie, um, lots of leafy greens, because of course they contain vitamin C. There are a number of foods that have vitamin C in, but peppers and broccoli and berries have high levels, have a good good amount. Okay, number six is beans for B vitamins. As I mentioned before, B vitamins help to produce adequate hormone levels. They help to keep your progesterone levels healthy. The fiber helps to clear out the estrogen, any excess estrogen or old estrogen that needs removing, and they also help the liver to clear out the estrogen. Um, they also ha- have been shown to help alleviate PMS. So again, just wonderful foods to add in. Um, You could try kidney beans, black beans, cannellini, aduki beans, and ways to add these in would be something like um, a stew or a soup. Of course, you could have a bean salad. I even make a black bean smoothie. I freeze the black beans and I blend them with a stevia sweetened vanilla protein powder and I add cacao and I add some berries or um, and some spinach and then I blend it up and you can't taste it. It just tastes, because I put a couple of teaspoons or tablespoons of cacao in it, it just tastes really chocolatey um, and it's really good. Oh, and I also put nut butter in there as well. Number seven, the final one, um, and you've heard me talk about this so many times, is broccoli sprouts or broccoli and other cruciferous vegetables for estrogen elimination. And this is so important because when we have this excess buildup of estrogen, that's when we're going to get those really bad PMS symptoms, but not just the bad PMS symptoms, the heavy bleeding, the cramping, the clotty periods, the long periods. So adding in like two servings of cruciferous vegetables a day, um, even up to three is going to be really helpful for you here. And broccoli sprouts in particular are so powerful. They contain two nutrients that really help to support the liver to detoxify 
estrogen and also make sure that it's kind of going down the right road in terms of detoxification. I, I don't want to go too far into that because it's a bit it's a bit of a kind of complicated process to bring up now, but your estrogen can kind of go down a couple of different routes when it's being broken down. And if it's being broken down into a form then that, that's healthy, then that's great, but it can be broken down into a form that's unhealthy. And that's when we have problems like breast cancer. So some ways to incorporate these would be throwing broccoli sprouts over your salad, um, over your dinner. They look really pretty on tacos. Um, they look really pretty on nachos, sprinkling them, actually putting them in your smoothies. That's what I do sometimes. I put like a half a cup, quarter of a cup of broccoli sprouts into my smoothies. You could have cauliflower rice with your chickpea curry that we mentioned. Um, throw in some turmeric there into the curry as well. And that's going to add an anti-inflammatory boost as well. So hopefully this has given you kind of some ideas for recipes, but also food groups to focus on. So just to recap, number one is leafy greens. Number two is nuts and seeds. Number three is protein for B6, including chicken, beef, turkey, fish, lentils, and chickpeas. Number four is root vegetables. Number five is peppers and other vitamin C rich foods. Number six is beans. And number seven is broccoli sprouts and cruciferous vegetables. So I hope this episode has really helped you. Please let me know, get in touch. Let me know if you try anything. Let me know if you try the recipes and definitely experiment. Start to like meal plan, like use the past couple of episodes where I've shared foods and meal ideas to formulate your own meal plans for your luteal phase. I think that could be really helpful. Um, and you can meal prep ahead of time so you don't have to worry about it and free some foods for when your period starts. So um, keep in touch and let me know how you get on and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find out more about what I do or read more on endometriosis and living well with it, um, you can head to my Instagram page, which is this underscore endolife. Um, you can head to my website which is www.thisendolife.com and you can also get um, a free guide to managing endometriosis naturally on my website Um, I've put the link in my show notes it's a beginner's guide to getting started and all of the areas that I um, have worked on to help reduce my endometriosis symptoms and pain and live well with endometriosis As always, if you like this show, please rate, review and or subscribe. It really, truly does help others to hear the podcast and hopefully will help them to live better with endometriosis. This episode was produced by The Pod Farm. Whether you're an established podcaster or just getting started, visit thepodfarm.com to see how they can help you go from an idea to a finished show that's ready to be heard by the world. (laughs) 